Blog Talk Radio. You're the man of 
said anything to you. He's always on time. He's a way made. He's never late. It doesn't matter how long it takes. He always comes out on time. Lift up your hands and worship. We worship you. Lift up your hands. Let's sing it to him. Just then, come on, we make him.
know that, brothers, when you're at work and you're bored and you're looking for things to do, you don't have to be that way. The Father can take care of you uh, uh, by way of uh, the Five Swiss Network with a lot of answers you've had in your life. We don't have all the answers. No, we don't. We don't have it like that. We're not that wise, but we do have a lot of answers, uh, whereas things we've been through and we try to put out things we know for sure. And so those things that you're going through, that we've been through, you can glean wisdom from it. I try my best to have these shows laced in love and respect for all people, all people. And I mean, I'm not kissing up. It's true love for all people. And we try to seek the Father's word. We don't always quote Bible and verse. But if you know the Bible, you'll know we're speaking his word because oftentimes we'll speak a scripture. But some of us do quote chapter and verse. Just know this, brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, we're trying to reach people uh, for the Most High, uh, for, for Yahweh Israel, for the God who sent the Messiah by way of the Messiah. Don't get it twisted. We're trying to reach people for the Father by way of the Son. We sometimes say it, sometimes we get into it. And even sometimes we're accused of not uh, dwelling on the basics uh, enough, not dwelling on Christ and salvation. I try to explain to people that's just the door. There's a whole kingdom outside of the door of Christ. And so, as Paul said, uh, let us definitely move past the elementaries, laying again the foundation of repentance and the doctrines of Christ. And he said these words, this we will revisit. And we do revisit salvation through Christ, uh, the door. And then we go on to, to weightier matters that the, that the Christ, the same Christ, is doing upon the earth. All right? Uh, I just did a ser- series. I'm doing a series right now on white supremacy. A lot of people make them uncomfortable. A lot of people, it puts a bad taste in their mouth, yet they want to practice it. And this is a killer. This is a cancer. So this is something we do on Tuesday night. I'll go ahead and put a plug in for that show. So this is what I mean by going on to the way of matters in the kingdom. Father is doing a lot of things with us, in us, through us. And it's not just about always uh, Christ and the gospel of salvation as far as the good news of Christ coming and dying. Okay, so just know that is our cornerstone. I said that is our cornerstone, brothers and sisters. No, no, no. I mean, really and truly, Christ him dying, and first of all, coming, living, dying, resurrection, and returning is our door. And I'll never, never retract that. Uh, um, many of you call him Jesus, and we've tried to make it comfortable for people to be able to express whatever name you go by. Long as we're talking about the same person, I don't get bent out of shape like some Israelites do. And so, just want to just go there because I you know, keep hearing, oh, y'all don't dwell on. You take it back to Christ, you know, and it's really funny when people don't understand things or they're confused about things or they they don't feel like they can contribute. That's when they say take it back to Christ. Truth of the matter is some of you need to grow up and learn some things and just um, just just grow, okay? Just grow. That's all there is to it, brothers and sisters, because we're definitely not trying to offend people right here on the Five Smooth Stone Network. So I, uh, again, thank Purcell for his... Um, for his dedication, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on with a little music here and get him right in the house immediately, and we'll come to the co-host, uh, other co-hosts later, as Purcell uh, directs. We declare victory. 
plane or something because we're in Texas. We got to get our brother up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's go to the phone lines and bring him on. The one and only ambassador goes by the Air Porsche. Your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people that show us in your hand, brother. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. It's your boy, oh, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche, all the way over here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Amen. Salt Life Kingdom Ministry, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Man, I am excited about tonight. I am super excited about tonight. I want to just thank you all. First of all, let me thank Seth, uh, as I always do, uh, because I really appreciate this opportunity and, uh, and this network. If you all are not following the Five Smooth Stone Network, shame on you. You need to be following the Five Smooth Stones Network because it's going down. You don't understand what I'm telling you. It's going down. And there is a shift in the atmosphere because of the Five Smooth Stones Network. And there is change coming. Somebody ought to say change is coming. You've heard me say on numerous occasions. You've heard me say on numerous occasions. That God is establishing a remnant of people that hate what he hates and love what he loves. Amen. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them. So we're going to get into that a little bit tonight. Um, I'm just excited about what God is doing in the earth. It may look bleak, but I read the back of the book and we win. It may look bleak. But no matter what it looks like, God is victorious in every area. So, without further ado, um, what I want to do is I have a clip um, that I want Seth to play. Um, let me make sure we're on the same page. Let me make sure he actually solved my message. But there's a clip that I would love for him to play. And in this clip, let me let me set this clip up. Seth, are we on the same page? You familiar with the clip? Bro, it's my first time hearing about a clip. Uh, tell me what it's, I, I do see a few things here. But I Start with this video. Yeah, I see it now. You, you, I do see it. So let, give me a minute, and I'll find it. Oh, this on TikTok, bro. TikTok is going to be, is that Yolanda Adams? Is that yes. the one with Leanne yes. Johnson? Yes. And yes. this is a song. You want to mm-hmm. play the song, or is this a? I don't want, it's not a song. Hold on, let me see. Oh, man. I started to uh, go another way with this. Um, well, I'll tell you, text me, text me, because I got a identification. Look it up, text me, and then I'll I'll take care of it. All right. So go ahead and yeah. text me that again, and uh, I, uh, I apologize, I dropped the ball there. I do see what you say you want to start with that, but um, while Purcell is texting me that information, I just want to 
uh, remind everybody again, thank you for tuning into the Five Smooth Stone uh, Network. Again, we uh, uh, talking. We have a, a surprise topic tonight with uh, the one and only Ambassador Priscilla Porsche. Go by these days, and tonight he's just going to be sharing some things on his heart. So while I'm getting this video, I just want to remind everybody, those of you that um, have any concerns, uh, you're, some many of you have complimented what we're doing. Some of you have offered uh, some advice or. Uh, even every once in a while we get some constructive criticism. Let me give my email address out because I didn't do it earlier. My email is Seth, S is it Sierra or Sally, E-T-H dot M as in Mary dot Turner at Gmail. Okay? That's S-E-T-H, Seth dot M dot Turner at Gmail. Go ahead and drop me uh, a line and let me know what you think. We really need the feedback from you. Uh, we, we, I really cherish. As a matter of fact, I save all of my compliments uh, when I get compliments from you uh, because we need that encouragement sometimes. As much as I like to say, oh, I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need nobody encouraging me. I'm just going to do it. I do need encouragement. So, brothers and sisters, please, if you get a chance to encourage uh, uh, the Five Swimstone Network, do it and we'll get there to the people uh, if time permits. Also, I want to remind everybody what the phone number is, those of you listening online. Uh, folks, listen, you can get in on this, those of you listening online. Simply call that number in front of you, 914-205-5590. One more time, that phone number is 914-205-5590, and we will... Um, uh, uh, get you on. If you want to comment, just press 1. Remember to press 1. You'll hear a message that say you're now in the host queue. That means I see your hand. It, and then, of course, once you comment, uh, you want to press 1 again and say now you're off the host queue. Uh, i got to remember to tell you all that because some of you all are saying, hey, you don't see my hand. Again, you're going to hear these words. Now you're on the host queue. And I can see your hand. I will see your hand, and we will bring you on. If you don't hear that and you're pressing one, we have a problem. So, uh, again, uh, uh, press one, and you're going to hear the little lady say, uh, now you are on the host queue. Once we, you, you've commented, it's important you go off the host queue because I may want to bring you on, or you may want to come on for a second time. All right? So that's just to get that taken care of. Purcell, I'll look at my text message and get that video uh, or that audio up. Okay, so go ahead, brother. Okay. Um, yeah, I sent that already. So just cue that up for me. But I want to uh, I want to preface it a little bit by saying um, you all have heard uh, right out the gate. You heard my heartbeat. Okay, my heartbeat is the health. Uh, of the believer um, The health of the body of Christ um, The state Of the body of Christ This is my heartbeat man This is this is uh, Why I do what I do Because it's necessary It's absolutely necessary So um, Just to kind of preface The, the, the clip The clip is explaining to you my heartbeat. It's, this is not me talking, but this is me talking. 
Okay, I'm going to say that one more again. This is not me talking, but this is me talking. So, Seth, if you got that queued up. Not yet. I'll let you know when I get it up, if you could. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, it's just I have to cut it real quick. I mean, you know, so just go ahead. I'll get it up. Okay. Okay. Okay, just yeah, just let me know when you when you got it queued up and we can we can roll with it. Um I want to I want to talk a little bit tonight also about um am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? We want to get into the danger of not uh obeying God's word or God's warning. But specifically, God's instruction to you, the danger of not um, obeying God's instruction to you. We want to get into that a little bit. And I want to show you here in scripture. I got several scriptures I want to share to show you some things um, that really uh, uh, cause my um, blood to, to to boil, or to run over a little bit, or get me a little uneasy, or have me feeling a little uh, perplexed, if you will. Um, as you know, uh, there are several things that are going on in the body of Christ um, that we have to address. Somebody said, "Well, man, that's all he talked about." Yeah, this is my heartbeat. This is my heartbeat. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to beat religion. Because religion is uh, beating uh, our people down. The spirit of religion is beating our people down. The spirit of religion is watering down the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's watering it down, causing us to be soft as believers. And that's never, that was never God's intention. Intention. You all have heard me on several different occasions talking about contending for the faith. Matter of fact, that's all you hear me talking about. Somebody said, man, yeah, that's all you talk about. Yeah, that's because I'm a contender. I'm a, and I'm going to continue to contend. Till I see us all coming to the unity of the faith. Because it's necessary. It's somebody on the, on somewhere, somebody out here listening somewhere that's saying, man, it don't take all that. Man, just, just give God the glory and keep it moving. You ain't going to be able to uh, save everybody. No, we not. Or I'm not. But the Bible said one plant, one water. But God gives the increase. I still, I still have to do my part. I still have to do my part. That's what has happened to us in the body of Christ. We as believers, what has happened to us is we have gotten lazy and we have gotten slack in the 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 instruction or the will of the Father. We've just gotten real slack and lazy, and we kind of just, we kind of just, you know, mm, well, today, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to go with that today. 
But uh, y'all ain't on all that other stuff. But it's all God's stuff. It's all from the Father. How are we going to pick and choose what instruction we're going to go with? How are we going to pick and choose if we're going to believe it today and we kind of on the fence tomorrow or if we just going to believe it that way? Oh, yeah, I see what he's saying, but uh, I don't know if I agree with I don't know if I agree with all that. Well, what you what don't you agree with? What I'm saying to you, it's the word. I ain't make it up. It's not my own uh, idea or thought. It's straight from the word. It's straight from the word, straight from the word. And this is what you're going to see in this clip. As, uh, I believe Seth is, is ready for us. Uh, Seth, if you're ready, go ahead and run that clip, man. Listen close, y'all. Listen to this. Check it out. Here it comes. Dallas Southern Pride will feature well-known gospel artists Leandria Johnson, Yolanda Adams, and Kelly Price. Watch this. If you're not familiar with Dallas Southern Pride, according to their website, it says Dallas Southern Pride is the official annual celebration for black LGBTQ individuals to come together and celebrate who and what we are. This is Kirk Myers. He's the Grand Marshal of Dallas Southern Pride. On this video clip, he highlights the purpose of the event. Let's talk right now, though, about Dallas Southern Pride and how it got started. Uh, Dallas Southern Pride was uh, started as a uh, socialization opportunity for the black LGBTQ community to come together and socialize and, and have pride in, in uh, who they are and who they love. Now take a look at this flyer. It says Dallas Southern Pride presents Gospel Brunch, hosted oh, by Kelly Price and performance by Leandria Johnson and Yolanda Adams. I strongly believe the gospel needs to be preached to the world. However, this is not the case. When it comes to these issues, we have to base our position according to the word of God, which means you don't base your position in the kingdom of God according to Yolanda Adams, Kelly Price, or Leandria Johnson because they are not the standard. According to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. See, the problem with most gospel artists, rather than them being set apart, they have become a part of the agenda to receive the rewards of the wicked. You know why there's no standard? You know why people are doing whatever they want to do and calling themselves Christians? It's because the gospel has been replaced for brands, platforms, 
popularity and prosperity preachers. Now there's a mixture. You can't tell the church from the world because the church is supporting the agendas that we're supposed to be reproving as being born again believers. You didn't see John the Baptist condoning the sins of the world. He said, repent and make ye straight the way of the Lord. The early church was persecuted. They were thrown in prison. Their lives were taken because they didn't compromise like the lukewarm church we see today. And you know what? The mega preachers, the ones who are reaching millions, they are not going to speak out against anything. They are not going to reprove these gospel artists for partaking with the world because it's about the money. That's why you don't hear them preaching against sin. But I'm here to tell you there is a remnant who God has called to expose the unrighteousness that has been accepted by the church. The Bible says judgment starts in the house of God. How are you going to help the world when you are part of the problem? We must come out from among them and be ye separate. This goes for me, my brothers, my sisters, my mother, my daddy, my cousin, and whoever else. God said, cry loud and spare not. And it's time to call God's people back to the truth because the church is in trouble and the wicked is having a field day because while the church is shouting and falling out on the floor for money, they are targeting our children. So we need to get up off the floor and stop dancing for money and get back to the altar and repent and turn from our wicked ways and ask God for the power of the Holy Ghost so we can stand against the wickedness in these last and evil days. Church, it's time to come back to the truth. It's time to come back to holiness. It's time to come back to the true gospel. It's time to stop chasing and running behind money, popularity, and fame. I want everybody to understand they are not the standard. God bless you. Okay, okay, okay. Now that was me talking. Many of you who've been listening to us for any length of time, or at least the time that I've been on, that sounds just like me. That sounds just like me. That's why I was, I was, I really was astounded when I, I feel like, the Holy Ghost just dropped that in my lap today. I saw that today. And I've never seen that before. Neither have I ever seen that gentleman who was, who was saying those things. What, the watered-down gospel. I talked about the watered-down gospel. The, uh, the compromise. I talked about the compromise all the time. Open rebuke is better than secret love. I talk about this stuff all the time. This stuff is plaguing, plaguing, hear me, plaguing the body of Christ. It's making 
our effort of non-effect. It's making our effort for the toward the kingdom of none effect. He said we got to get back to holiness. I think we need to get back to kingdom mindset. We got to get back to our kingdom mindset if we plan to make an impact in any kind of way. We have got to get back to our kingdom mindset. We have got to think like Christ. We have got to, like Paul said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. What did he say? He referenced uh, Ephesians um, chapter 5, I believe it is, verse number 11. We are to prove them, not uh, get in cahoots with them. I used to take a lot of scrutiny in a couple of the different churches that I've been a part of. Uh, one church, I was the, uh, the youth pastor, and I just refused to uh, allow my youth to um, take up the, the the antics of the world We ain't do the world's uh, stances I mean not stances but dances I, I hated that I hated that And my and what I would say uh, In reference to that For my argument is I would say I just believe That we serve a much more original God Than that I don't think we have to go to the world To Tell me listen to this this is an oxymoron. The plan is to win the world to Christ, but we win in the world with the world. We win in trying to win the world with the world's devices. I have another video uh, that I sent Seth. It's called The Street Preacher. And he's having a conversation with um, Kirk Franklin. Dr. Iona Locke, the late Dr. Iona Locke before she passed, she said, what kind of gospel are we handing down to our young people? What kind of gospel are we handing? We are handing down a watered-down gospel. And that is my position, people of God. This is why I'm so passionate in this area, because there's so many areas in, within the mind of the believer and the life of the believer that is causing us to fall short. And we are the most powerful, powerful sect. On planet earth And you can't tell You can't tell Now I want to share something with you real quick About uh, The Lord spoke to my heart about something Because I had found myself um, Saying things like this Um, Actually he rebuked me today I was saying stuff like uh, The divorce rate in the church 
or in the body is higher than the divorce rate the divorce rate in the world. And I've been, I've said that so many different times. And the Lord rebuked me today. And it was a lot along the lines of what the gentleman said on the clip that I played or that Seth played for me. When he was talking about what we did, what we made Yolanda Adams and uh, Kelly Price the standard. Okay, so what he said was, when I said what I said about the uh, the divorce rate, okay, what he was saying was, uh, these statistics are coming from couples who profess to be Christian, but we, but because they profess to be Christian, then the uh, the um, uh, the rating comes from the fact that it just lumps it into the Christian pile or the Christian file, just files it away with the Christians. Then when they come back with this enormous number. What happens is all of these people who are professed to be Christian may not be living not one iota of Christendom. Okay? So because they're lumped into that number, what happened for me is I allowed the spirit of religion to attach itself to me. And I begin to shout from the rooftop. Man, the divorce rate in the church is higher than the divorce rate in the world. Man, we tripping. Man, we acting like we we in the world. We we might as well stay in the world. Stuff like that, right? What I did was I made that the standard. I made Christendom the standard, kingdom living. The standard is kingdom living. So I find myself being rebuked today. So I had to say that openly so we understand what, what's happening, so that we understand our mindsets at times. That's what we have to deal with is our mindset, okay? So here's what I want to do real quickly. Um We've gone, we've gone on and on, we've gone on and on. You all heard the clip. And uh, what I want to do, typically when I start a show, is I always want to start my show with, with prayer because I know that my show is controversial. My show ruffles a lot of feathers. I realize that, and I'm not concerned about that. That don't bother me because I know it's, I know it's right. I know it's tight but I know it's right. So with that being said, um, let's just have a quick word of prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this night. We thank you, Lord God, for the Five Smooth Stones Network. Lord, we thank you for the topic. We thank you, Lord God, for for, for you being the answer. We just thank you, Lord, that you are the answer. As a matter of fact, in your word, you said, while we yet speak, you're already answering. And, Father, we just bless you for that. We bless you, Lord God, for watching over us and keeping us. We bless you, Lord God, for strengthening us as a body. We thank you, Lord God, for, hallelujah, how you love us 
unconditionally, hallelujah, in all of our mess and all of our idiosyncrasies and all of our shortcomings. We just thank you, Lord, how you don't uh, uh, keep, amen, the, uh, the things that uh, you could hold against us. We thank you, Lord, that you don't hold a grudge. We thank you, Lord God, that you are wrapped in truth. We thank you, Lord God, that it is truth, hallelujah, that will, that will build us up, hallelujah, and cause us to uh, 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 be established in your will. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We exalt, we exalt you tonight. We magnify you because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord, that as we go into this new year, Lord God, we go into this new year changed, set free, and delivered. We thank you, Lord God, that we go into the new year with a kingdom mindset that we might make an impact on this world. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we honor you and we bless you and we give you the praise and glory. Amen. 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 So, listen, um, we had the clip. We had the clip. Everybody heard the clip. Hopefully you can remember most of what was said in the clip. Because the clip, again, y'all, is my heartbeat, man. This is my heartbeat. This is my heartbeat. We've been hoodwinked, man, and bamboozled, and we are doing some things. Like he said, uh, you can't tell the church from the world, and I know that to be so. The scripture said we calling good evil and evil good. I know that to be so. So I'm not concerned about we should do. As much as I am what we going to do, I'm going to say that one more again. I ain't so concerned about what we should do because that's all we hear all day, all week, all month, all year. Man, we should do this. We should do that. I'm not so much concerned about what we should do as I am about what we going to do. That's what, this, that's, what, that's what my take is about. That's what my show is about. What we going to do about it? We keep turning a blind eye. Am I my brother's keeper? Absolutely. And I'm about to show you some scripture to back that up. It's dangerous. Dangerous for us to turn a blind eye. This is going on within the body of Christ, within the four walls. It's dangerous. So what I want to do at this moment right here, Please forgive me, y'all. I'm not mad at nobody. I'm just passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. I'm just very passionate in this area because it's plaguing the body of Christ. And it's tying our hands and causing us to be as none effect in the earth. And this is where we're supposed to be making our impact is in the earth, not in the church, in the earth. So what I want to do is I want to open up the phone lines to our our, our uh, co-hosts. Um, I want our co-hosts to share uh, at least maybe three minutes about what you thought about, what you heard in the clip. If you don't have anything, pass the mic. Uh, 
it, it doesn't matter. But just share uh, your take on what was said in the clip, and we'll move from we'll move from that. I have some scripture to share. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines again. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Five Six Phone Network, brothers and sisters. We really appreciate you tonight. If you're on the phone lines, you want to get in on this, press one. If you're on the, um, if you're listening online, and you want to get in on this, you can either chat with us in the chat room, or you can also call that phone number right in front of you, nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. All right, going to the phone Absolutely. lines. Eric code nine zero three. What was that, Purcell? I just said call in, please. Call, call. Comments, questions, concerns. Amen. All right, go to the phone lines, area code 903-279. Uh, brother Kenwin Casaberry, all the way in Tyler, Texas. Go ahead, brother. You, uh, uh, you're up first. All right, shalom, family. How y'all doing? Um, I would like to make my... Okay, all right. Good to hear, brother. Good to hear. Uh, my comment, I wanted to read a scripture. Uh, uh, I wanted to read a scripture uh, dealing with the clip uh, that he uh, that y'all had played earlier. Uh, okay. James 4 and 4. Uh, okay. Yea, adulterers and adulterers, uh, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Uh, I thought that scripture right there is, uh, would apply, uh, especially to that clip. But I do understand, I just want to kind of throw this in there, uh, that understanding that they have is widely spread. Um, spiritually, they feel like they are connected to God and they're doing the right thing. However, we on this show, we see otherwise. We see that there is a sin, and God hates that sin, all right? And uh, and we understand that that's uh, wicked, wicked deeds that they're sowing. Uh, but I, I, it's, it's like a brainwashing that's taking effect uh, all over the world, really. Um, you, uh, they don't know what's right and what's wrong, uh, according to God. Uh, and that's the reason why they can make that mistake is calling good evil and evil good, because they don't they just lost their eyes are closed as they walk toward God, and uh, <clears throat> I just kind of want to kind of throw that in there because uh, they don't really know what God expects of us, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's obviously that they're blind, um, and and that's where I come in with the law. Uh, that law is. Is it tells us how to live? I mean, literally, what's what God likes and what He don't like. But if they got an understanding that the law is behind them or done away with it, so therefore they're making it up as they go. How they see how God wants them to be, and that's what leading them to hold these concerts for these particular reasons, and and so much other stuff. So I'm gonna just rest on that and. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic. Okay, very good comment. Uh, after Brother John, uh, Brother Purcell, I'll comment on it. But we'll go to Brother John, who's also in the house again. Thank you, Brother Kenwin, for those words. Appreciate you, Brother. All right, Listen, and going back to the online. Right Hold on before we bring on Brother John. Brother Purcell, have a 
Go ahead, Brother John. John Hold tight. Yeah, John, hold tight real quick. I want to share uh, the same scripture that Brother Kenwin shared and what I've shared with you all before is one of my um, favorite translations, and it's called the Passion Translation. Imagine that, the Passion Translation, right? So check this out. That was James 4 and 4, right, Brother Kenwin? So listen to what it says. It says, you, you have become spiritual adulterers who are having an affair, an unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world's values places you at odds with God? Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Wow. Wow. Enmity was used in the, in the uh, King James uh, Version. The term enmity. Enmity is a volatile term. It means you have a volatile uh, disdain for God. A volatile disdain for God. Mm. Chew on that. Go ahead, Brother John. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. Let me go ahead and go to the phone lines. Okay, Erica 972755, Brother John, your line is open. Uh, go ahead and say hello to the people or comment on the, what's at hand? Hello, everybody, all the hosts and co-hosts on the line. I'm just wanting to say what's up, what's up? and um, I'm just listening in. I'll pass the mic. I'll okay, Brother John. Brother Purcell, I just want to say that was very disturbing, actually, what went down with uh, Yolanda Adams. And uh, these are people I really like, actually. Leandra, I, I, I really like them. Um, Leandra, I felt like yeah, got the spot a little too early. She kind of, you know, was put in the spotlight from a, from a, uh, the program off of um, T. I felt like I can't say that she don't belong where she's at, but... It seemed like it, it was all too new. You know, she 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 was founded in distress with the, being evicted and all that. And anyway, though, some people is going to argue, what do the believers do? Why come they can't sing for some gay people? Uh, it don't mean that they're, um, um, what can I say? It doesn't mean they support their lifestyle. They are, yes, they're making a living, and we don't know if they shared the gospel with those people. We just know that they paid them. Now, some people are going to argue that money went from the world to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. If they Mm -hmm. spoke out against their lifestyle, there's nothing wrong with that. They actually got a chance to share, hopefully, the gospel through the song. Uh, It's like when the Clark sisters went on the Grammys and the board of the Church God in Christ came out against them heavily. They, matter of fact, that's why Maddie Moss Clark stopped singing with her girls because Church God in Christ, top top board, uh, millions of people in this organization, and they said you can't uh, sing with the girls. If you sing with the girls, we're going to take you from being the head of the music department for the Church of God in Christ. You cannot be the head of the music department and up there uh, dancing with those girls. On the Grammys, so they didn't like that. 
So it's mixed feelings about this. So I personally feel like this. I don't know what transpired with them in conversation with the people in their lifestyle. Just because they go and sing there, I'm not going to throw them under the bus. And sometimes we need to first find that out. Maybe you already know that. I don't know. But I definitely think if the world wants to take money from their system and pay you, which is a part of the kingdom, I don't have no problem with that because their wealth is laid up for us. As long as when they went there, they kept themselves in a certain way. I have no problem with them singing for whoever. As long as they ain't walk around naked or something, there's no party where everybody's naked or something. But like the uh, Clark sisters, I think they uh, played their song on Soul Train. People got upset over that. It's just a song, brothers and sisters. They weren't there. But even if they was there, I don't know if I would agree with Soul Train because they was dancing so far to their music. That may be a little bit different. But from my understanding, Leandra and Yolanda just simply sung, ministered as, as what we should call it. So that's my take on that per se. Um, I see that. Uh, that's my comment. Okay. Okay. And, and that sounds like uh, a very typical comment. But here, here's what I realized. Okay. Um, it's those it's those small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little bitty subtle things. See what this is what this is what we forget. We forget early chapter of uh, of uh, Genesis. It taught us that the enemy was what's called subtle. He's very subtle. And I need you to understand that subtle is sneakier. It's sneaky. Sneakier than your typical sneaky. Subtle is that kind of stuff that happens or that used to happen. Some of you all may experience this um, with white people. Oftentimes they will say things, especially if they think they're, they're, of course, if they think they're one of those types that think that they're better than you. Uh, so if they think they're better than you, then, then they definitely think they're smarter than you. So oftentimes in conversation, what will happen is they'll say something that's very offensive that will fly clean under your radar. And by the time you get home, you realize you've just been insulted. And didn't even know it. That's subtle. The Bible said if any come to you with any other doctrine other than that of Jesus Christ, don't receive them into your house. And if you do, then you're a partaker of their evil deeds. See, so that's that's simple. It's simple for me. Come out from among them. Come on, y'all. Well, let me ask you a question. If I could, if I could. Okay, and I have a scripture to share with you afterwards. Go ahead. And I, I was in the green room. You know, y'all know I got to work the soundboard. So I was in the green room. I didn't hear every single thing. But let me just say this to you. We work for people oftentimes that are far worse than what that gay movement or that gay 
club. Uh, those people. It, that and it really ain't even about the gay thing. Let's not let's not focus on the gay thing, Seth. Let's not focus on that. I don't want us to do that. I don't want us to do that. Okay, hear me out, though. Uh, hear me out. My point I is I want this. us to focus on the error of it, the error in it. Let's focus on that, not the, not the fact that it's the gay thing. Now, we're working with people that – now, there are, some, uh, there are some who are in leadership where we work who are bold enough to um, – Give you just carry their beliefs right on their sleeve about you and whatever it is, whatever it is. Typically, um, in the workplace, that's not allowed. So you don't know what you're dealing with until you actually do end up having a conversation. I this guess particular what I'm situation, you going me, into the situation knowing what's going on. I go to. Let, let me just finish my comment, then you can finish with with the show, because, you know, you're here now. I just wanted to get this in really quickly. My point is this. If you, just because you take people whose lifestyle is not like that of the kingdom's wealth doesn't make you the same as them, especially if you don't go their way. Especially if you're rebuking them and they still want to pay you. Especially if you go off in there and they say, well, what do you think of the lifestyle? And you sow that seed. You don't have to go there arguing with them, but just they know. So if you go off into it, because if that was the case, that anytime somebody doing something blatantly, have a lifestyle blatantly, boldly that's entire the kingdom, we're not supposed to do business with them. We all in trouble. I can just go down the list. We support all kind of ungodly people, and like you said, I like some you said, they don't always there with their sin. True, you're right. McDonald's, a lot of these corporations, they ain't gonna tell you what. All, but some of this stuff we do know. I love NFL. You do too. You and I both love it. But them players have something else to say, man. It's not a good organization, man. It's all kind of stuff we spend money on, and we know that it's ungodly. We go to these movies, and people are dying. There's homosexuality right on the screen, and they really acting it out. We sitting up in the movie theater. It don't mean give up, and and what you're saying is not true. I guess what I'm trying to say, the moral of the story is this: if the wealth, uh, if it's not just because they're giving money, I'm, not, I'm just that's only one plus for the kingdom we get their income but the other thing is if we leave our beliefs with them have we really agreed with their lifestyle if we say they you know if we go there and we 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 say hey i'm about christ and he loves you and we singing about that when they come to christ will not the church rebuke them they can't preach a whole message up there but they can invite them to come to christ that's what their music do. Those songs really touch the spirit of people. It don't mean you agree with them having whatever kind of sex they're having. They didn't man, they went up in there and they sung a secular song. Hey, watch this. Now we're doing what they want. We go off in there, we say, Well, I ain't gonna say Jesus in their club, in their business. We we ain't gonna talk about we ain't gonna sing songs certain songs. Okay, now you compromise. 
But if you sing and stand up for what you believe in the midst of Pharaoh, Joseph, you can be on Joseph's staff. Just stand your ground. Don't partake of Pharaoh's mess. And, yeah, you can work for Pharaoh, but just stand your ground. Anyway. Seth, you sound real crazy. You sound real crazy. I'm going to tell you why. Let's, let's, let's use this example, if you will. Let's say you got a, 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 a quote-unquote friend, okay, that you know uh, is promiscuous, but he's married. He's married, so he sleeps around on his wife. He frequents particular places where he get his freak on, and he invites you to come, come with him. You know you ain't on that. You know you married. You ain't you ain't on uh, freaking on your wife and all that stuff. And you know, I don't know if that's a but place of business you just but, described. But he, huh? I don't know that that's a place of business what you described. It don't. It don't matter. We're talking about. No, no, no. It does matter, Pristel. You got to. You got to. If you're gonna call me, that sounds crazy as you say, which I don't think you is why I say that. You let me finish what I'm Tell. saying. I'm giving you All the I'm same exact is, scenario. Oh, it's not the same. You, One of them is a business. Okay. They invited ahead. them into a, a situation to celebrate. To celebrate, if you was listening, celebrate. The LGBT community to celebrate homosexuality. So they invited them in to celebrate that. So if I accept your invitation, then yes, I am. I'm I'm for it, or I'm okay with it. If I got a a friend that's uh, that's a hoe, if you will, or that's a trick, and he invite me to come out tricking with him. And I go, there's something wrong with that picture. I'm going to stand my ground, though. No, don't touch me, girl. girl no, uh-uh, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Uh, don't come over here shaking like that. Don't do that. No, no, I can't. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't here for that. That's exactly the same scenario. But what has happened with the believer it's just what you just did, Seth. Just like you talk about this uh this uh white supremacy stuff. You allowing yourself to be hoodwinked by the possibility when they told you what was going on right up front. So you have the opportunity right then and there to say whether I'm gonna be a part of this or whether I'm not, right out the gate. If you choose to partake of that, then yes, you're a partaker of their evil deeds. I'm not about to go nowhere and support the uh, the LGBT community. And I profess Christ as my Savior, knowing that the LGBT um, antics are an abomination to God. 
And again, we're not talking about this homosexual thing. We're talking about the abominable act. What if he's like I said with your boy? Is he is he tricking? That's an abomination. If you go with him, then you misrepresent the kingdom. I guess that's what I'm simple saying. for me. Huh? I guess what I'm saying is this, Purcell. If somebody is going to do a verb, which is mean an action word, and I know what we do. That's hear this me out. Up. Hear me out, Purcell. No matter how passionate you are, hear me out. Then you can get back to being passionate after I'm done. I'm just telling you to listen close. So this hear is me what we out. Do. I want you to hear me close, and that this is what I do. Okay. Let's just respect each other's lane. That's fine. You can disagree. It's okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe Purcell is right. And maybe I am a part of those that's been hoodwinked. But to me, I watch Pharaoh and the Joseph story. I watch many stories where our believers were right next to wicked kings. Lots of stories in the Bible where believers were serving the wicked, serving them. And they was known for their behavior of wickedness. But Mm -hmm. as long as they pointed back to the Most High and never ate the king's meat, so to speak, Mm -hmm. kept them tainted from the king's behavior, Mm -hmm. I'm a slave, yes, I work for you, but I don't eat of your meat. I can't serve your God, but I will work for you. The Father have always had his people, when they were disobedient, scattered to lands that was wicked, and there they served him. And we got the Bible from what went down while they were serving Satan. I said serving Satan. One more time. They were serving people that was totally against their God as long as they kept their report. And yes, they ate those king's meat. They was provided for by that wicked system, and they talked about their God. And the beauty of it is they warned those people, in some cases, to the most high. It's not as cut and dry as somebody wicked don't never go over there, don't never go over there. I mean, we don't, the, Israel didn't have enough businesses to sustain the Israelites. They were slaves. They didn't have a godly business to go to. All they had sometimes was the wicked to get their meat, but they just stood for their God. Right, and they were serving the king, right? They were so wicked. The they probably had the kind of sex you're talking about in the back room, and I'm not trying to get too gross, y'all. But I'm just saying because this is we, we we this is a we we believe us now. But all I'm trying to say, I'm trying to paint a picture, y'all. These weren't no little cute little kings. They were doing some crazy stuff. That's why right. the father gave them that law because all of these nations was doing wild, crazy stuff. This ain't nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. As long as those mm-hmm. girls, Yolanda Adams and, 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 and uh, Leandra went in there, I just don't know if they did this. If they went in and they stood their ground, they could have been there preaching. We don't know. 
Again, brothers and sisters, those of you on the phone line, if you want to get in, press 1. If you're listening online, uh, call the number. And if you're in the chat room, go ahead and chat to us, and we will get these questions or comments to Purcell. Go ahead, Purcell. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's good, Seth. That's a great argument. That's a great argument. Um, But I still say, on the front side, Okay, if somebody show you, we ain't talking about um, I'm serving a king, you know, actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing, actually doing something that I really don't have uh, the authority against, okay? Uh, We talking about on our own volition. We chose, we choose. Okay, this situation was a choice because obviously an invitation had to come out first. Okay, what are you inviting me to? That's like me going to that's like me going to preach at a uh and Priscilla, we a have church. a hand up you know, a hand just what, went up. Okay. Okay. That's like me going to a church where I know the preacher sleeps around on his wife to preach at their church, to raise an offering for his church. That's out of order. That's that's completely out of order. Let's go to our hand and I got I got uh some scripture to share. So let's go to okay. our hand and see what they use. We're going to the phones line, uh, area code 817-528. We're coming at you. We just love you know your name and the city you're calling from. Uh, your line is now open. Go right ahead. Yes, this is Cassandra McCray. I'm calling from Lancaster, Texas. Well, and, hello, Cassandra um, McCray. How are you doing, my sister? <laughs> everybody hello, hello. I am doing How is everybody there? Y'all, are we doing great? well. This is, uh, y'all probably remember Ronnie and Cassandra McCray that was on. They did a a couple of shows for us. Uh, Anyway, they are in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, well, we've enjoyed um, listening to you guys, so we're just um, really glad to um, listen to this topic as well. Um, This is a really tricky one. And um, I I happen to be in agreement with Purcell. I'm in agreement with him. Uh, but then there's one thing that always takes me back, okay? There's one little element of it that I have to remember, okay? okay. I agree that we are not, not just, we're not living for Christ before the masses, before our children inside of the church and things like that. And so I do believe that, you know, we have caused a lot of the problems inside of the church by not teaching, not teaching and not living and being the example before others. So especially when you're in leadership, especially when you are well-known, you are known to the masses. See, for me, when I look at the fact that um, they're going to an award show, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that it, I always look at, I compare things to either Satan or to, to Christ. So what is an award show to me? 
Now, if I'm a believer and I'm, I'm serving God, I don't need an award from the world. Why? I don't need to be uh, boosted up by the world. I don't need to be elevated by the world. What I'm doing, I'm doing for God. And so to me, there's something, uh, there's something problematic about going to award shows, going to any of these things. Now, if I believe that part of the problem is uh, turning to the world for money. And I believe that if this is the reason that they're going out, they have turned their gift into uh, a way to make money. You know, the Bible talks about the false prophet and how the false prophet will make merchandise of you. You know, and so when I look at this, I'm like, are we, would we not be doing the same thing with our gifts, whether it's me going out and preaching for money to the world or in the corporate world or something like that, when that's something that God has given me to do uh, for the body of Christ inside of the kingdom? So I'm looking at where the gifts are to begin with and what the gifts are supposed to be used for. And so to me, it is problematic, especially if it's a celebration of a lifestyle. For me, it is very unnatural for me. And I don't mind saying, I, I know that um, the, um, it's all kinds of sexual immorality, and I don't care which one you pick. Uh, it would not sit well with my spirit, right? To whether I'm sitting there with a, a pastor who is there with uh, someone who is other than his wife, that would bother me just as much as sitting there um, or and um, have, seeing two men kissing. It's not natural. It's not right to me. So I don't know how I could go into a, a, a place that where that kind of behavior is going to go on unless I'm forced to. If I'm captured and I'm locked out, I don't really have a choice. All I can do is do what God has given me, which is close my eyes, right? <laughs> but if I'm willingly going into a place, I agree with, with Purcell when he says that, you know, that you have to be all right with that to go and to perform. Because why is it that you have to go into their arena and not have them come to your arena? If they really wanted to hear Yolanda Adams or anyone else, why not come into your arena? Why would we have to go into their arena? Because they're paying us? And see, that, that yeah. brings about a whole lot of other things I think that uh, Brother uh, Seth had touched on. You know, when you're going into these places, what do you say or what do you do when these individuals say, well, do you agree with it or do you not agree with it? Well, when there's a paycheck attached to it, people do some strange things. So I think a lot of the problem is when a paycheck is, is attached to it. Pastor Ronnie and I, you know, we said as long as God has put um, uh, air in our lungs and strengthen our bodies, we will work. We will work because we don't want it said or we don't want to be uh, lured into, a, uh, into agreeing with something because a group of people who may be paying, you know, money into the church or anything else, we serve God. We work for God. And so we don't want that tainted by anything that someone else will be doing for us, something that, someone that we would be relying upon. And so when I look at this, you know, the, 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 when you're talking about people who are in uh, upper, high, higher places, uh, and I'm talking about people like Yolanda Adams and everything, because the world has put them on a pedestal. You know, the church didn't put them out there. The world put them out there. 
So when you think about the reason that they're famous, they're rich and they're famous and they're powerful, those are the three things that Satan always uses to get to the mass, get to um, uh, believers even. It's the same three things that he tempted Jesus with, right, offering the money, power, right? So when you're offering these things, you know, the thing is now you have to stop and ask yourself, to me this sounds just like the temptations of Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. It sounds like the same thing that that Eve fell for. Eve mm-hmm. fell for the same thing. She wanted knowledge. So you when you're when you're stopping and you're thinking about these things, I always try to put my place myself in those two places. Am I acting like Satan or am I doing what Jesus would do? And so when um we look at um Ephesians six um and twelve where it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, mm-hmm. against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I put mm-hmm. people who are in positions of power in those places because yeah. otherwise they would have to either they're going to live for the world or they're going to live for God. And right now mm-hmm. I don't see any of them, any of the individuals that we look up to um, living for Christ, any of, especially in the music industry having to do with uh, music, when they are singing uh, Christian music. I, I mean, that's the, uh, do we love their music? Yes, we love their music. They're very talented. But there are millions of talented people in the body of Christ who are not doing the same thing. And so, you know, right. it, it just begs to, to, to question at this point, what are they representing and what kind of example are they um, setting for the next generation? Because I had to sit and listen to a young person in her 20s, something she had on, and she was on social media, and the, the church came out against her and what she was wearing, and, you know, where she's usually really smart-mouthing would be, you know, saying all kinds of things disrespectful if anyone said anything to her. And she was crying, and she was saying, well, rather than criticizing us all the time, why don't you teach us? Maybe we just don't know. And so that's where it comes to me. I, I believe that Yolanda Adams has been uh, in, in ministry for long enough. She knows. She knows better, but she also chose this as a career. So when you're choosing right. your, your gift uh, to use as a career, your, your, uh, to whether or not you're going to make money from this, you are always going to be subject and scrutinized as to whether or not you're doing things to please the world or you're doing things for God. So, you know, to me, to be in that arena and to feel comfortable going into that arena is a whole nother subject for me. Um, So it goes back to what's in their heart and how they feel about what they do. Is it ministry or is it merchandising? Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was a mouthful. And um, that was, I mean, that was very eloquently put. Uh, It was very fitting. It was very uh, uh, timely. It was very relevant. Everything, she, everything she said was very, very relevant. And um, the, these are the things that have that have allowed us to uh, uh, kind of fall to the wayside, if you will. We kind of. We kind of start saying stuff like, oh, it ain't that serious. I can look at my own life. I can look at my own life. And we're going to take a little break here shortly. 
but I can look at my own life. I remember when I first got saved, um, many of you probably have the same testimony. I remember when I first got saved, uh, I was talking to everybody about Jesus. I mean, when I first got saved, everybody I came in contact with, my first question to them was, do you know Jesus? And if they didn't, then I began to witness to them. And there were certain things I remember when I first got saved that I just refused to, to do, certain things that I used to do, that I just refused to do. Not only that, I just refused to allow myself to be in that setting, allow myself to be in the same setting as that stuff that I knew was an abomination to God. But then there were certain things I wouldn't allow my children to say. Uh, one of my things was you, could, you can't say nigga in my house. You can't, you just can't do it. You know, um, there was certain uh, conversation that you couldn't, you just couldn't have. Or I just didn't want to be a part of. But as time went on, this is what happens to us, y'all. We kind of get, we kind of get lulled to sleep. And this is why I talk about this stuff. Because we try to act like, oh, this ain't, it ain't important, you know, uh, or you going overboard with that. But what happens is we as believers are lulled to sleep by the subtle nature of the enemy. So then we find ourselves at some point beginning to compromise those very things that at one time we were saying, you know what? No, I can't do that no more. Uh, no, I, I can't go. I remember when, I, when, when God uh, took the taste of drinking out of my mouth. I think y'all remember this story. And um, my boys started coming because every Friday at the salon, we used to have happy hour. So it was, it was cases of brew, cases that come in the door because I cut after hours. Everybody else was gone. We was in there kicking it. You hear me? And then one day I had the audacity to say, nah, bro, I'm straight. I don't want none. I'm good. Do you know them brothers stopped coming? Stopped coming. So that was a hit to my income right there. But you know what? Like Seth said, I stood my ground for Christ's sake. But over the years, where I was going, I ain't forgot what I was talking about. Over the years, what happened is we get, we get lulled to sleep. And those things we, did, we used to didn't do, they start looking appealing again. Or you end up in a, in a relationship with somebody who's still on the fence. So you fall for the okie doke And you go out, you know, to that, to that bar. And you might have you a little, I don't know, something, a little amaretto sour or something. 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Or sex on the beach or something. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Them little sweet drinks that kind of sneak up on you so it's almost like you're not even having a drink. It's like you're drinking Kool-Aid. Oh, I'll just have, I'll just have an amaretto sour. Right. All right. Uh, hey, if I, if I may. If, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. I wanted to say that would it be a stress to say that audience uh, at this uh, festival or celebration that maybe they invited Christian singers just because they're Christians? I mean. Because absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that. Let me. Yeah. Let me jump in right there. I wanted to say this earlier, and I forgot. I'm glad you brought that back up, Brother Kenwin. Sorry to cut you off, but you brought up a point that I was going to bring up because, because that particular organization is, quote, unquote, uh, is, quote, unquote, Christian. That's a Christian group for the LGBT community. The man said it. The man who's the founder of it. In the clip, he said it. So that don't make it no better. See, because what happens is, this we talked about this before a while back. You heard, you've all heard me say this before. Now, which which. Christian are you? Which type of Christian are you? So now, see what happens? See how when we uh, when we deviate from the standard, you see how murky the water gets? Because, see, I need y'all to understand very clearly how we look as a body of believers. Y'all heard me say this numerous times, and I won't get tired of saying it until I see us all coming to the unity of the faith. We look like a monster to the world. We look like we got three heads because we got unbelievers talking about, oh, yeah, she go to church, or he go to church all the time, but he cool, man. He be kicking it with us, and he be out, you know, we be out uh, tossing them back. You know, he ain't all he ain't all uptight. That's what they're saying. He ain't all uptight like some of them be, because because I'm I'm compromised. I'm in I'm in a place of compromise. I'm cool with y'all, but the minute I come against it, then now oh he think he he think he better than us. Oh, he holier than thou. This is how we get logged to sleep. We call ourselves winning some, and we ain't doing nothing but compromising. We compromising, y'all. We, I, I said this before. I don't think about. I don't think I said this on the show, but I'm gonna say it right now. I've had so many instances or experiences where quote unquote Christians are defending 
so many things that God himself has rejected. We defend it to the, to, almost to blows. We defend it. Oh, you can't judge. You know you can't judge. Only God, we fall into this trap. Only God can judge me. That's a lie. That's a lie, people of God. The Bible said you will know a tree by the fruit it bears. That's me judging your character and your behavior. That's me doing that. That ain't God. I need to I need to know if you're worthy enough of number one, my friendship and my time, and me being able to have you in the circle that I call friend, which is a very small circle. I need to know that you're committed to your wife. We ain't about to be kicking it, and you a trick. We not. Yeah, we not I, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. What you say, brother? brother I, I just want to get another thing in, man. Uh, what if? Right after you finish. They, right after you finish, we're gonna go to a break. Right after you finish, you okay, get that fast. But, but, right, but what if they had? Uh, what if they was all unified in a certain understanding that they admit that they are sinners? They admit that they fall in short, and they know that they're in the wrong, and uh, they're really relying on their faith. And, uh, yeah, and that your sin is no better than theirs. And what if they're under this doctrine that uh, it is what it is type of doctrine? Okay? Okay. And your your sins, they believe that you're a sinner, just like we're spotting out their sins, and they are confused. How's your sins better, and how are you good with God, and I'm not? It's your sin. See what I'm saying? So uh, I wanted you to kind of hit on that for the break, brother, and uh, I'm going to go back, <laughs> go back on you. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, if I'm an heir, if I'm in error and I know I'm in error and I know I need a savior, I'm not running to Yolanda Adams. I'm not running to Kirk Franklin. I'm going to God. Or I'm going to go to the man of God. Or I'm going to go to the house of God. Or I'm going to get I'm going to get as close as I can to somebody that I know is living this thing. I'm not going to go to somebody that I feel is their life is just as marginal as mine. I'm not going to do it because it don't make sense to do that. That don't make common sense. And if I'm, I know that I am in error, And I recognize that I'm in error. I confess that I'm in error. Then I am in my right mind. Let me say that again. If I recognize that I'm in error, my lifestyle is raggedy. 
I'm in error and my lifestyle is raggedy. Then I'm in my right mind at that moment. Because now I am, I'm right for the picking now. But the Bible said, he that hunger for righteousness. What are they hungering and thirsting for if they're confessing that their life is raggedy? They hungering and thirsting for right standing with God. So guess what? They're going to draw nigh to him, and then he's going to draw nigh to them. It's, it's, a, it's an order. It's a particular uh, uh, not necessarily in order, but there's a protocol that'll take place because what's happening at that moment, when that person begins to confess his fault, confess his fault, what's happening now is the spirit that got involved because, see, what happens is the Bible said we don't know what to pray for as we are, but the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So now what's happening is when I begin to confess my fault, now what happens is the the spirit begins to uh, intervene now and make intercession for me now. Spirit knows I can hear it now. Now I can hear it. Man, God is an awesome God, man. He knows exactly, know exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what, I, what he's doing. And if we were made in his image and after his likeness, at some point, we're going to realize that whatever we're being taught, that's error. Especially if I'm in my word. That's why I always reference 2 Timothy 2 and 15. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be a saint. Rightly dividing the word of truth. I got to know for myself, too. I can't just go on what I've been taught all the time. I got to be mature enough to get in the word for myself. Otherwise, I'm I'm uh, uh, a candidate for being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, and then I ain't no good for nobody Amen. because I'm a double-minded man and I'm unstable in all my ways. The Bible said, don't, no man should think that he should receive anything from the Lord in that state. Seth, let's take a break right there. That's a good, that's a good spot to take a break. Oh, uh, I have another okay. clip that I want And uh, we'll get that clip on. Again, everybody, uh, you've tuned to the Five Stone Network. Uh, Brother Purcell Perche is just doing his thing, sharing about some things we need to really remember and understand about the church. And uh, very juicy conversation, very juicy conversation, brothers and sisters. So we'll be back after a short little break again. We really, really thank you for tuning in. Those of you on the phone lines, remember if you want to comment, press 1. We'll bring you on. Those of you on the, um, listening online, you must call the phone number uh uh, in order to get in on this, uh, if you want to comment, that is, uh, the chat room is open, 
And uh, just to give everybody this number, remember, because at 10 o'clock, those of you listening online, it's going to cut off. The show is going to cut off at 10. We only contract to 10. Uh, uh, blog Talk allow us to roll over. We may roll over just a little, but just know that you're going to be interrupted at 10. It will stop for you unless you're on the phone line. So call the phone lines, 914-205-5590. Again, very good topic we got going on, and um, we'll be back. Well, Psalm 68 and 4 says, Sing unto God, sing praises to him, extol his name that rotted upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice in him. This song is saying, uh, uh, I trust you, y'all. Hallelujah. We'll be right back. The race is not given to the swift, nor to the strong, but to those who endure to the end. And I shall endure, for I trust in him. Hear me now. I'm too far on this path to turn around. I won't let the test and trials weigh me down. I will serve with all my heart, and I will press. Oh, 
back. We're back, brothers and sisters. What do y'all think of that? Do you trust Yah? Do you trust Yahweh? Do you trust the God of the Old Testament who sent the Messiah? Actually spoke up in the Old Testament. The Old Testament. Christ said, it speaks of me. But he did have a father that sent him. So again, you tune to the Five Sons on Network. I'm Brother Seth. And we have Percy Percy doing his thing. Really doing a good job of provoking us to really consider uh, what we do as a church. We thank for those that have participated, the co-hosts in the house, caller, had. Uh, uh, by the way, speaking of the caller, um, Cassandra, your hand is still up. May want to push press one again. All right, folks, we're going back. Purcell, your line is open, and I'll let you know when I get that video up here. Uh, the audio, brother. Purcell, your line is open. Go right ahead. Okay. Listen, I want to go to a scripture that I, I wanted to share. And uh, the scripture was um, the scripture that was referenced in the clip. Um, when he referenced the scripture in the clip, when I saw it today, I went and I looked at it uh, in its entirety. Um, so I just want to read the portion of the scripture that and be and a little and beyond. I'm gonna read 11 through 16. He read verse number 11, Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 11. This is what it says. It says, "And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness." But rather reprove them I'm going to say that one more time I'm going to start with that one I'm going to say that one more time This is our responsibility This is our responsibility when it comes to the unbeliever Not Oh it's alright you know No You an error This is what we, this is what we this is our responsibility Okay Listen to this again And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness But rather Reprove it Or reprove them For it is a shame Even to speak of those things Which are done of them In secret But all things that are reproved Are made manifest By the light For whatsoever Doth make manifest Is light Wherefore He saith Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly. See then that you walk circumspectly. It shouldn't be no confusion as to whether or not you're a believer or not. It shouldn't be no uh, confusion as to whether or not you belong to God. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Walking circumspectly. That means we are who we say we are. And we doing what we supposed to be doing. We're not walking as fools. We're not just out here all willy nilly. We save one day and we're not the next. 
That's where the confusion is coming from for the unbeliever. That's where the confusion is coming from in the body of Christ. Like our sister was telling us, especially from those who are in authority, who are in leadership, who are choosing when they're going to live holy and who they're going to live holy in front of. Okay? We, we are too accepting. We are too accepting. This is the thing that really roused me up, the stuff that we're so accepting of, that God is rejected. The Bible says homosexuality is unnatural affection. Book of Leviticus said, if any man lie with another man as though he were a woman, he should be put to death. I can't hear nothing in that that says, I'm okay with that. I can't hear nothing in it. Remember, I said to you before that um, an abomination is anything that directly opposes the will of God, the word of God, and the plan of God. I believe Seth is ready for us with our last clip. And I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this exchange uh, between. First, I'll give it another minute. I sent you a message. Give it another minute. I'll let you know when it's ready. I thought it was ready. Okay, let me explain. Let me explain then what's happening in this exchange here. What's happening is. Uh, there's a young man that calls himself Street Preacher. You can find him on YouTube where he stood outside of this coliseum where Kirk Franklin was queued up for a concert. And he was rebuking Kirk Franklin because of kind of the mixed message that he kind of brings as one of those, quote, unquote, people in authority or uh, uh, so-called celebrity, okay, this guy is rebuking him. And it comes a time in the exchange where Kurt is kind of brushing it off. He's saying, well, man, maybe we can just, you know, break bread, you know, after the concert is over, maybe you can I can get together and we can just break bread and talk a little bit, you know. And he's trying to shake this guy's hand. This guy's like, no, I don't want to shake your hand, brother. You know. Some say might be extreme. Well, if he, if, if he feels like... Uh, Kirk Franklin's lifestyle is a lifestyle of evil. And the Bible said abstain from the very appearance of evil. He's basically saying, I don't want to be associated with that, bro. I'm not going I'm not about to uh stand, be standing here and rebuking you and then shake my shake your hand in agreement with you. No, I ain't doing that. Yeah, we can talk, but we don't need to shake hands. 
Oh, really? We don't even need to talk. But this is what is transpiring in this exchange. So, Purcell, um, I got a, I got a comment, yeah, and then we play the clip. But I got a comment. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Listen, it's really hard to argue against you when you talk about, and, and the clip is ready. Uh, when you talk about the sin, nobody's going to agree uh, uh, disagree with that. The sin is horrible, blah, 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 blah. So when you put the sin out there and then anybody goes around, it's automatically wrong. But again, there were people with these kind of lifestyles. And when they came in contact with the church or the, because, you know, people may not call it the church. I'll say Israelites. When they came in touch mm-hmm. with the Israelites or the holy one or the holy people, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. holy people did do business with these folks. Doing business, I don't know that that's fellowship. Mm-hmm. When I think of fellowship, I think of somebody hanging with somebody. But a quick okay. uh, business exchange, you got your mules, you're taking your mules down here. Back in the day, it was agriculture. And, you know, these people out there doing all kind of crazy stuff, and you just sell them your mules. They give them of their substance. They got your mule. You're going away, whatever your talent is. You build some gold thing from your, your uh, 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 the guys that work on metal. You know, you're one of those people. And they come to you, and they sit up saying all kinds of stuff, and they come to you for business, and you just do the little thing in exchange. I don't know that that's fellowship. So please, everybody, don't think I believe I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with the lifestyle. But I'm trying to be practical because we live in a world, especially if the Israelite is in captivity to such a people. How can you not ever go around them because of their diabolical behavior when we're the light? We're supposed to. It says we're shining in darkness. Well, if we're shining in darkness... How are we going to shine in darkness if we just never go around them? Especially if you don't have. Well, first of all, that's not what I said. No, I'm first just all, saying. That's not what I said. Okay. All I'm saying is it's going to be hard to disagree with you if, you if you're saying the sin, the sin. Of course, we are supposed to not fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And I'm not saying hang out with them. You know they know your kids. You know their kids. You're always over their house. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about business. I'm talking about taking their substance and building the kingdom of the Most High and yet not taking their ways. So I don't know if people, if I'm not clear, clarifying myself. But anyway, that's my comment. The clip is ready whenever. Okay. Let's, let's go with the clip because I feel like we went, we kind of went a different way right there. So we can kind of come back and pick that up. But go ahead and run with the clip. See, we supported someone we'll who's directly we... against God. This person is not for God, not a day in his life. If you studied the Bible, you would see this person is nothing but a liar. He calls himself a Christian, but he hangs out with the world and rubs shoulders with him. The Bible says, does Belial have anything in common with God? Does the devil have anything in common with Jesus Christ? Oh, I tell you the truth. It's time that this nation repents from their dichotomy and starts believing in the real gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, why is it that this generation wants to lie to themselves and call it okay. You want to lie to yourself all day and say it's fine. 
Oh, look at how some of the ladies are dressed here. They got all kinds of cleavage and they're dressed in their Christianese attire. They got their short skirts so they can show enough legs so the men can be attracted to them. And all they want to say is that they love Jesus. Oh, the Bible says in 2 Timothy that a woman should dress modestly. That's what it says. Oh, but you know, the world's not dressing modestly, so if you want to be cool nowadays, you've got to dress like a whore. You've got to dress like a prostitute. You've got to dress the way you want to dress so you can attract some mm -mm -mm attention. That's what you want to do. But I'm telling you the truth. That's not what the Bible says. Jesus is coming back. The Bible says he will devour all the children of, of, of disobedience. The Bible says that the vengeance of God is going to fall on all of the children of disobedience. And here you are wasting your money on one of the people that are leading you right astray. Here you are wasting your money on a man who sits there on the BET Awards dancing like Michael Jackson instead of warning people of impending hell. Why didn't Kirk Franklin stand up at the BET Awards and tell people that if they don't repent, they'll go to hell? Why didn't Kirk Franklin warn? Why didn't Kirk Franklin warn people about their souls? You know what Kirk Franklin did? He just said, I want to love nobody but you. Look at my new album, guys. Go and buy it. It's $10. It's $15. It's $19. All he wants is your money. He's raping you for your money. I'm here to warn you today. I'm here as a warning sign to you today to tell you that we are in the last days before Jesus approaches. And if you want to live for God, you've got to say no to the world because the world, Jesus said, in the last days will come a great lullaby. And the world keeps singing its lullaby over to you and saying over and over again, come on, you can just play a little bit with the world, play with a little bit of fire. Well, if you play with the fire, you're going to get burned. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, I've come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it was already kindled. No, but you want to play your Kirk Franklin game. You want to play your false, phony Christianity game. You want to dress like you want, act like you want, do what you want, but then you want to have God's benefits. Oh, to buy, read the book of Deuteronomy, people. If you want to know God, you've got to obey. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my command. Where's the obedience of the saints? You've got a bunch of people that think they're Hebrew Israelites, but in the meantime, they don't even know how to obey God. They want, to, they want to call Kirk Franklin a godly man after he's already uh -oh. been friendly with the world. Don't you read your Bibles? Don't you read the New Testament where it says in James 4, 4, you adulterers and adulteresses, don't you realize that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? But here you want to talk about, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a God-fearing believer. I love Jesus. I'm going to go to Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin's nothing more than a Christ denier. He denies Jesus Christ every day. He stands up and doesn't warn people about hell. Jesus said, if you don't act like I'm coming in your watch, you're an unfaithful servant. The reality is you've got to repent, sir. You've got to repent. Kirk Franklin's leading people to hell in the handbasket. We're out here to warn people about it. It's the very truth. It's the very word of God we're trying to warn you about. We didn't give you our opinion today. We came to you with Scripture. We didn't give you our opinion. We came to you with Scripture. Let the Scriptures do the talking. The Bible says that no one who is friendly with the world will be a friend of God. Anyone who is friends with the world is an enemy of God. Oh, Jacksonville, it's time to repent. It's time to turn to the living God. It's time to turn to a God that doesn't have pop stars. There's no pop stars in heaven. You know that? There's no Kirk Franklin's in heaven. You know what there is? Humility. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways and seek my faith, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. 
Here you are spending $80 to hear somebody tell, tell you that he loves Jesus, even after he denies Christ, going to the BET Awards, not warning anybody of the impending doom that's coming upon the world. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 4, here comes a day that's going to burn like an oven. Why did Kurt Franklin stand up and say, hey guys, the Bible prophesied that there's a day that's going to burn like an oven. No, because he wanted your paychecks. He wanted your money. He wanted to spend some of your hard-earned money that night, so he just rubbed shoulders with all kinds of worldly people, and he was a friend of the world, an enemy of God. Kurt Franklin's nothing more than a charlatan and an enemy of God. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Just look, follow the money trail. You just spent your money on the guy. Why wouldn't he sing a song for you and give it to you for free? Not because he wants your money. You see how sharp he looked on the BET Awards? Looked like the man never, never went a hungry day in his life. Oh, but you're going hungry almost all the time. But Kurt Franklin ain't because he just keeps making those jams. Kurt Franklin keeps making those jams. And when he makes those jams, guess what he does? He makes you feel good inside, so you keep spending your dollars on him. And instead of him being a real man of God and standing up for the truth, what does he tell you? It's okay to go to the BET Awards, y'all. I'll go there, too, and I'll dance, says Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin's... Man, I have got to comment on that. Absolutely. That's that's a lot right there. That's a lot. Um, um, I want to just comment and get out of the way. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think who he picked, it was kind of a no-brainer. There's certain artists that a lot of people have trouble with. But I think he mixed a lot of truth with error. Okay. I think when Kirk Franklin went to shake his hand, I saw the video. He should have met with him. He said, let's sit down and break bread. He should have went and broke bread. I think he's a hater. I agree. And the person he chose to hate... The person he chose to hate does have some issues. You got to understand when, when Andre Crouch first started singing, he went through the same thing. People say, "Well, he's singing the gospel," because Andre was using instruments that the church wasn't using. Same stuff was said about him. And here's a son of a preacher. This man was declaring Christ. Every time you look around, Jesus, the word Jesus in his song, he was constantly lifting up the son. Uh, you know, and I know how we, you know. But anyway, I thought the brother was hater, a little hatred going on there. At the same time, some truth mixed in with it. But Kirk did do his job by saying, let's sit down. And that's when he should have said, brother, let's sit down, and then went over it. But out there saying all those things, he he he, he talked about the way the women dressed. He was spot on. He was right. So he used truth with lie, and he throws in the Hebrew Israelite. Let me say this really quickly, and I'm done. I'm out. Folks, don't agree with the Hebrew Israelite. If you don't believe you're Israelite, you're so-called African American, you don't believe, not a problem. When you die, you're going to go be with the Father and the saints. Not a problem. It's not the greatest revelation. and Because according to the way I see the scriptures and millions of others, African Americans is one of the lost tribes. They don't never have to say it, though. You never have to acknowledge you're Israelite. Just don't use it. Call yourself a Christian, and and, and it's okay. Yeah. This is not the weightiest weighty of matter. Israel knew that they was Israel, and yet the Father rejected them for a season. 
So yes, I believe we're Israelites. You will not be able to understand Bible prophecy. And God knows who who you think is the real Jews. You try to put those people in Bible prophecy, you're going to be off. So that you're not going to understand why we're in America. You're not going to understand why these people have so much might in America. You may wind up worshiping them because you won't know. That's why we talk about white supremacy. If you don't know why these people were sent, you are going to be impressed with their might. So you don't have to have this revelation. I quit pushing on people. I was not even meaning to push, but just out of love, I was trying to wake up my family. I stopped, especially anybody over 50. They're about to die, not not necessarily die, but they're in their older age. They've ran their course. They took the, these saints have lived. So they don't have to know nothing about no Israelites. So mm-hmm. we're fighting it. Just don't be an Israelite. Just don't say you're Israelite. But mm-hmm. when you go to interpret the Bible, it's going to get very interesting. That's my point. Yeah, now keep in mind, this guy that was talking, I don't know if you could you – could, uh, picked it up but this guy is uh quote unquote white guy so yeah i know but this is no i'm saying this to our listeners okay. um so uh yeah he, he said a, he said a mouthful and like seth said he mixed some truth with what i would call some religion he got a little religious um, in some areas too, but in in the majority of it, he was pretty pretty spot on. Uh, because I think what has happened with my brother Kirk Franklin is, um, yeah, I still call him my brother because he said he 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 said he belonged to God. So um, he confessed Christ. He confessed Christ, absolutely. So, what, but but what I think has happened. Uh, is I think he t- fell into that religious entertainment spirit. It started feeling good, you know. They was buying them records, you know. He he started making that money, and uh, most of the women think he's sexy and all of this stuff. And so, so yeah, it, it, the the water can get murky when you let your Standard down when you let well not your standard but when you let the standard down the water gets a little murky you know so um, I want to share something real quick uh, actually you know what no I want to open up the line so that our co-host can um, <laughs> can comment on that clip. <laughs> And we uh we're almost out of here, is that right, Seth? Absolutely. Okay, uh yeah. host your line are open, so I'm not gonna go to each line because sometimes y'all are not available. So we don't waste time calling y'all and you're not at your phone. I'm just gonna say, uh, your line is available. Go ahead and just start sharing anything on the clip. All right. Uh I'll go first. Uh I'm thinking it's a it's a war, a battle within Christianity, okay? Um, it, it, this seems like what we're talking about tonight is how they believe. And um, that's what it seems like, because Kirk Franklin seems like a man to me, you know, from my position, that he loves Christ. 
right? And this brother that's uh, pointing a finger at him seems like he loves Christ too as well. Uh, and what they're looking at the same, reading the same book, but yet they got a different understanding. Apparently, that's where it gets uh, murky. Like you said, the water's murky. Along with the uh, uh, gay community and how they worship in Christ, because apparently they do too. If they uh, inviting gospel singers to come to their celebration, these are a bunch of people who loves Christ. And apparently there's other Christians in the, who loves Christ just as much as they do. Uh, is, is pointing fingers at who's right and who's wrong. Um, but I, I want to say that the ball of confusion uh, would would start uh, uh, at the will of God. I, I don't think none none of them fully knows what the will of God is, or it's just as simple as what is the definition of sin according to them. And I got a good feeling that they all got several different answers to those questions. All right, I'm going to pass the mic on that right there. Can I comment really briefly, uh, Purcell, on, on what Brother Kenwin said? Of course. I think Brother Kenwin, uh, that all of them know what sin is. I don't think they're confused at all. I think people just want to do what they want to do. And that means Israelites, because I know where you're going with that, Brother Kenwin. It's not the law making it clear. That's not true. Because there's Hebrew Israelites out there. If you were going down that road, if not, my bad. But they're out there preaching hate, breaking all kind of laws. But yet they'll keep the Sabbath. Yet they'll try to say the proper name of, of God, which they change every 30 years. So mankind has a conscious Romans 2 talk about. There were people that didn't have no law, but they pleased the Most High by their conscience. All of us have that. All of us. Before any law given us. If Romans 2 talk about a people that did not have no law, and they pleased the Most High, they know. Children know too. Babies know. They know. They just need to be taught because they don't always tap into that voice. They don't always listen to that voice like they should. But oftentimes you hear, when you rebuke somebody, you correct somebody, you hear them say, I knew that. Or I thought about that. Or, you know, a voice told me, no, they're not that ignorant brother. They know. And the Israelites know what they're doing. And they're in sin as well, a lot of them. That's my comment. Yeah, well, I want to... I want to say something, too, on that, all right? <laughs> well, uh, if, uh, if the listener doesn't know, I do represent Hebrew Israelites. You know, I've, I haven't said it on the show, but Brother Self, he knows me pretty good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so my understanding that there is a separation of ministry. Uh, Paul's ministry is a worldwide ministry. All right, it's going and, and it's seeing how he describes it is dealing with the flesh, and I think that's the point of view that Brother Self is coming from. All right, because he's under that same understanding of the Gentiles. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there because I believe that the Israelites 
uh, despite what cuss words come out of their mouth, um, I think they're on the right page, and they're changing the game. All right, and uh, but yeah, I think that's the Gentiles' understanding, and I think that Gentile understanding is what's confusing a lot of the Christianity today. And I'm gonna pass the mic on that. Well, brother Kenwin, it's too late in this show. We're wrapping up. I don't want to go back and forth, but I've learned a long time ago. I don't buy into no camps. Yes, I believe African American Israelites, but I'd be darn show skip if I start trying to find some Israelites or some Church of God in Christ or some Baptist. Man is man; they sin across the board. I do. I, do, I, I <laughs> these Israelites, if they're not careful, they're scaring off born again believers that are thinking about what they're saying, but there's so much hate and immaturity. Mature believers, I'm having a hard time even talking to them about these deeper matters because when they YouTube, they see these Hebrew Israelites that's messing it up for older Israelites that was believing this way before these young people even come across. So you, you're really talking about the new Israelites, the young Israelites, and I promise you, brother, you do not want to get started about what they're not doing, even about the very law they're preaching. And the Bible said if you're offended, one area you're guilty of it all. So I'm not on the Gentile uh, perspective of Paul. Paul is a part of the scriptures, and I know he was sent to the Gentiles, but everything Paul said wasn't just for the Gentiles. Some of it was for everybody, and some of it was just Absolutely. for specifically the Gentiles. Most of it. Oh, but, but anyway, I'm done with that. Okay, so let me say this. Let me say this. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to get stuck there either. But here's what I want to say. This is why you need the Holy Ghost. Hebrew Israelite or uh, Christian or whatever it is you call yourself, believer, you need the Holy Ghost, period. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to recognize him and uh, uh, just allow him to be and do what he does in your life. Because let me tell you this, the Bible said all letter and no spirit is an abomination to God. Amen. All letter, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. And this is probably directed mostly to to the, the uh, quote-unquote um, Hebrew Israelite, which I don't, I don't do this. I don't do this at all because the Bible speaks against it. Anyway, but I, I, I will say it's probably more directed to them simply because, and I don't, like, I don't even like using the term them as it relates to the body of Christ because that puts me in the category of establishing the us and them syndrome. The us against them syndrome So I don't like that But what I recognize is um, My Hebrew Israelite brothers Will use the letter And uh, Neglect the spirit Behind it uh, In place of it Okay So Again All letters And no spirit Spirit is an abomination to God. 
You need I see y'all want to take shots Holy today. Ghost. I see y'all want to take some shots at me today. Oh, we ain't taking right. no shots. I'm okay. giving you the word. Well, well, I, no, I don't no, take no, shots. Hold on now. I don't take First shots. First off, I, I got the spirit, brother. I do. I, I got do the spirit. I'm just telling that, you. Okay, I didn't and say I you did. I'm not talking. Don't take it personal, bro. No, no, I'm going to. Don't take it personal, bro, because here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Now, listen, hear, hear my heart. Now, my experience speaking to or talking to, uh, quote, unquote, Hebrew Israelites, most of what they talk about is the letter. We don't talk about the Holy Ghost. We don't talk about the power of God. We talk about the laws of God. We ain't talking about the spirit of God. That's what I'm saying. I don't take shots. I'm giving you the word. The word said, all letter and no spirit is an abomination, period. That ain't, that ain't Purcell 101. That ain't my idea. That's the word, period, period. You can't have none of this law or none of that stuff without the Holy Ghost because that also is where the water get murky. Okay, and that's where we start talking about well they doing this and they doing that and we got it we got it right and you got it wrong. Cause we, we ain't in the spirit. We operate from a from a fleshly uh standpoint. And we ain't gonna never come together like that. I I can get look, I can guarantee that. I can say that on this on this network. I can guarantee you as long as we uh Debate in the flesh The spirit of God ain't coming I promise you that And I say that boldly And I know it's the truth I know it's the truth So the first thing we need to think about Is we need to acquiesce To the Holy Ghost Period Because it's him that leads us And guides us into all truth It's him It ain't the law it's him. The Holy Ghost leads us and guides us into all truth. And that's what we need to be concerned about is truth. Truth. That's what all of us need to be concerned about. Truth. Following the Holy Ghost or being led by the Spirit. Period. Now, let me read this. Let me read this because I know we didn't we went way over. We went way over, and I think it's good. I think it's real good, okay? Um, this this type of stuff right here, I'm not going to stop talking about it. Whatever somebody else's show is, I can, I can uh, chime in on that. But this is where my heart is, y'all. Good show, this brother. This is where my good heart show. is. We're doing good. Okay? So now, listen to me. This is my last scripture, and I'm finished for the night, okay? I'm going to read, read to you Ezekiel 33, verses 7 through verse number 7. Ezekiel 33, verse number 7. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. Okay, listen, y'all. This is what the word said. Okay? Warn them from me. 
When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Now, nevertheless, verse number nine said, nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. I said in the very beginning of the show, I said, am I my brother's keeper? We are absolutely my brother's keeper. You just heard in the word that if I get a warning from God to give to the people who are in error of God's word, and I choose not to deliver it, Remember, open rebuke. It's the word. I'm in the word. Open rebuke. It's better than secret love. But I choose not to rebuke them. Then he said right here, I will require his blood at thine hand. Am I my brother's keeper? Absolutely. But if you tell me what I said and he choose not, to correct the error Then you did what you were supposed to do If he died in his mess Then guess what That ain't on you But what I'm talking about tonight Is that tight lip stuff we be doing That ter- turn a blind eye stuff we be doing That stuff we be talking about Being politically correct So we, we don't We were worrying about Hurting people's feelings and stuff Okay, go ahead on. Go ahead on. Keep it. Keep that. Don't don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Go ahead and go ahead. Don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a bad situation for you. We need to sound the alarm. Something I wrote down called the four S's. Somebody say, well, what in the world is the four S's? The four S's is If you see something, say something. If you see something, say something. It's your boy, Ambassador Percy Lindell Porsche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, right here on the Five Smooth Stones Network, representing Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Um. I love hey, you man. guys, man. I'm, t- I'm telling you, call this show. Call this show. This show is rich. This show is Purcell, rich. This is a wealthy place. Well, let's do this just I'm for time's sake because I got to wrap up, brother. I just want to just say something to Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin, know your love and know it wasn't an attack against you for sure, for sure. Brother Purcell and I Absolutely was talking not. about Absolutely not. I don't do that. I don't do that. That's not how I get down. I told you what I'm passionate about. And yeah, well, all I'm all I was saying 
is what I believe. I didn't tell nobody what I what I what I represent or nothing. But that came out and the situation turned upon the Hebrew Israelites, but that wasn't so. All I'm saying, it was, and it was only shot. brought up, Brother Kenwin. Brother Kenwin, if I may, it was only brought up because it was in the clip. That's the only reason that got brought up. No, it was in the, well, the man said something about it in the clip. Yes, he did. You didn't hear him? No, I, I must did. have missed that part. Yeah, yeah he said something part. about it in the clip. That's the only reason that came up, my brother. And then Priscilla, if I may, if I may, and Brother Kenwin. I was addressing that brother, and then that's right. when you probably felt like we was just talking about the Israelites out of the clear blue. But no, I was addressing the gentleman in the video that threw a, a, a threw shade at the Israelites. Who is it's just right. simply a DNA thing. Either you're Israelite or not. It ain't about no belief system. You either Abraham's descendant or not. You don't believe it, not a problem. Don't accept it. Don't embrace it. Stay with Christ. Die. Go be with the Father. But don't try to interpret Bible prophecy because you can confuse everybody. Folks, we got to wrap the show. I just wanted Brother Kenwin to know that we love him. So this is the Love Network. We don't normally get into no – and it wasn't that bad. But I just want y'all to know that we love that brother, for real, for real. And so I just don't want him to misunderstand. Purcell is trying to sound along on some things he's compassionate about, he's convicted about, and I hope y'all heard his message tonight. Uh, very good show. Very good show. A lot of information went forward. And so i got to wrap up this time. I want to thank everybody for their time that they put into this show, starting with Brother Kenwin, but also uh, the uh, callers, uh, the McCrae's for real. And just thank you all for listening tonight. Okay, as Purcell say, I love every single one of you. Uh, oh, no, one, one more thing, do. one more thing, one more thing before you do that. That okay. word iniquity. I think that we all need to meditate on that word iniquity. Okay. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. All right, go ahead. Okay, point well taken. Y'all heard that? Maybe we'll talk about that the next show. Speaking of the next show, stay tuned. We may do a show on Sunday. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about asking. Uh, uh, we'll just see uh, about Sunday. And then Tuesday, remember, we're still working on the book. Uh, folks, we love every single one of you. We're trying our best to do it the right way and please the most high. That's what it's all about. Good night. Again, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
Oh, the past. Oh, no, the past. Oh, no, I need, I need one.